like macho films. They really get my tick. Well, I like arty films. I think they're so sick. What if I pick? Yeah, and then I pick? All right, Bryce. Okay, Nick. Let's not waste time. Can you? Give me a flick. It is Bryce and Nick's Can You Give Me a Flick? You! Two men, two movie lovers, one very different taste in film. Bryce, you like shit films. (laughs) That is... It's just an awful way to start an episode, can Sorry, I just say? I have got you off on the wrong foot. I, I came here, I actually was excited walking into the studio today. I thought, mm. you know what, we're going to make some magic. You do look perky, i got to say. I feel perky. I, I feel like I've recommended you a good one this week. I just feel positive about it. Yeah, well, each week what we do is we give each other a flick, we watch it, think about it, come and talk about it, and uh, we get to the bottom of whether or not we feel satisfied <gasps> or unsatisfied. <gasps> Can I just give a quick shout out to Amelia Conway, who did those sound effects for us? It, that must have been uncomfortable to record. I imagine so. I imagine when she <laughs> received the email from you that asked her to record those, that she felt very uncomfortable. Well, she was very happy to do it. Of course, she was happy to do it. But I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever ask anyone to do it again. She does it very well. Yeah, she does. She does it very well. Now, it was my turn to pick this week. And I'm really excited about that because I through this whole experience, have only given you action movies to this date. And now you get to watch a schlocky sort of horror, mm. eh? This week you gave me Hostel. Hostel, which is considered a cult classic film directed by Eli Roth and starring Jay Hernandez and Derek Richardson. Mm-hmm. Now, I would explain this film because my mother used to call films schlock horror of this nature when they were like a bit more... So what does she mean by schlock? Uh, I guess she means trashy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit more... Um, in your face and kind of, you watch it to mind numb a little bit. Like, it's schlock. Torture porn is a phrase that's thrown around a lot for mm. this film. Would you call it a slasher as well? A slasher Yeah, it's almost a, yeah. I thought slasher and then I did some research and I saw torture porn and I quite like that. <laughs> yeah, and torture porn, I remember the first time I heard the word tor- torture porn was when they were referring to Saw. The Saw films, which yes. I think is probably a fair thing to Very say. Much so. Now, IMDb, uh, the description that they give of Hostel is it's about three backpackers who head to a Slovakian, a Slovak city, a Slovak city, Slovak city. Yep, head to a Slovak city that promises to meet their hedonistic expectations mm. with no idea of the hell that awaits them. Now, having seen this film, is that a fair description? Well, absolutely. I mean, that is the description of the film, so of course it is. Um, they've given it a great rating as well on mm. IMDb because it's such a good film. What did they give it? Oh, this is... We just always get off on the wrong note, you and me. Just I'm curious. Like okay, look, it, it, you've got to remember <laughs> with the rate. It got a 5.9. 5.9. Two things. Yep. One, that is above average. Well... And two, it's a very divisive film because ironically, 5.9 on IMDb, you being an IMDb person, me being a Rotten Tomatoes person, mm. 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so it's bang on. Bang on. You don't see that a lot. Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb have the same opinion of this film, audience score also being a 53, which pretty much whenever I see reviews like this, like on a film on Rotten Tomatoes, it usually means one thing and one thing only, mm-hmm. that the audience were split as fuck on it. Absolutely. Well, half of the characters were as well, <laughs> uh, given the given the splatter nature of this. What do you know about Eli Roth as a filmmaker? This is the thing. Eli Roth is a very well-known name. He is. In this space. 
but he hasn't actually done very much. Like, when you talk about writing and directing a film, I think he's done three and the third one was a sequel. Absolutely. So he directed like Cabin Fever. Maybe that's the biggest thing he's done. Have you seen that, this? by the way? Try th- I don't reckon I have. Might be in your future. I think I'm thinking man. Cabin it in might, the Woods. Might be in your future. Continue. He's written more than he's directed. So Knock Knock. Yeah. The one with Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves. And uh, what's her name? I love Anna it. De Armas. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel very much the same about that. Yeah. Uh, Green Inferno as well. He also wrote. And oh, then he Christ. he he produced uh, the Last Exorcism. Oh, that's a good film. Uh huh. And he also produced uh, Baywatch. Not a good film. The Rock Baywatch. Yeah, with The Rock. Oh, Christ. Wasn't that a bit of schlock in the wrong form? Who's the other one? Who's the little kid? Zach Efron. Zach Efron. The little boy. Who's the little little boy boy in Baywatch? Can I say, so this film, I I, I love horror. I'm I'm a big horror guy. So I don't think in you recommending this, you've gone, oh, you're not going to like this style of film. Mm Because I I love horror movies. And what I love is the light and shade of horror. So I really, I get off with Ooh. how it horror starts and it's fun and it's funny and it's light. And this film does that, of course, because you've got the guys that are traveling through Europe and they're having a just a blast. They're yeah. having so much fun. And then it all gets creepy and dark and, and there's really not any... It, it, there's nothing graphic. There's no graphic torture until like the midpoint. Mm. And then... It's a slow burn. See... It's a surprisingly slow burn, actually. Because yes. I watched it this week as well to get caught up on it because I don't think I've actually seen it since maybe my early 20s mm. um, but uh, watching it again I was like it does take a while for this considering the front cover for those of you who haven't seen this film the front cover is a man with his mouth wide open like leaning back like this and there is a screwdriver in his mouth yes that is old the school dentistry cover. Very, <laughs> literally without an ice skate baby <laughs> they went the drill instead of the old ice skate there are, in an overall sense, there's a couple of things about this movie that I I don't love and I don't really get. Yeah. But more to the point, I, I do enjoy what he's doing. Yeah. And it starts off and it's just so fun and it's boys traveling through Europe and almost everyone up until halfway through is naked. Um, yeah. Which is, you know... That's my idea of starting off a film well. Let me ask you a question as well about the start of the film, because in my opinion, it does one of the things that a horror film should do so well, and that's that the opening credits are so fucking ominous Mm. that it's like, it's a guy, uh, the the film starts with a guy rinsing off a torture room and you can see the blood going down the drain and he's whistling quite a cheerful tune while he does it. And you get a little glimpse of these toys. You get a little look at what these rooms look like, but it's all very much in dark spaces, quick flashes. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're with these really obnoxious Americans and the tone completely changed. It's basically a party film at that point. But the film basically at the very beginning says, do not be fooled. You are not watching a film that is going to make you feel good. Absolutely. And there's so many signs of that because, and this guy actually reminds me a little bit of of you. His name's (laughs) uh, Jan Lassac. Jan! He's he's the actor. Did you know he doesn't speak any English? And so he had to learn all of his lines phonetically. Are we talking about the King of the Swing? No, we're talking about the man that they meet on the train. Oh, him. Yeah, the creepy guy. The guy who likes to eat with his hands. The guy who likes to eat with his hands. You need a fork there, chief? Mm, I prefer to use my hand. Well, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> I am a meat eater. It's human nature. 
It's just such a great scene because it's, it's so scene. ominous and it really sets up the idea of what's happening because it's, you're right, it's a party scene yeah. and these boys are over there and they're just doing pod and they're traveling around and they're looking to overcome breakups and just sleep with whoever they find. And then they have this interaction on the train with this man who doesn't speak any English. Yeah. Uh, and then it starts to get creepy in terms of what he's saying. You will like it. Casino. Girls. You can pay to do anything. Anything. It reminds me of you on a Saturday night. That is something <laughs> you would say to me. Come to the pub. You would like it. You, you would like girls. it very much. I didn't know that he didn't speak English at all. And that makes that scene a lot more impressive because the inflection in which he says, just hearing it back now, the inflection he says the words with is so ominous. It's so creepy. Yeah. But it's also because he's munching on meat at the same <laughs> yeah. time. He's got like a little bit of, like a bit of turkey or something in his mouth. So essentially he goes on it. And, and what happens throughout this film is that there's this worldwide murder for profit organization called Elite Hunting. Mm -hmm. And they're bringing these boys to this Slovakian town. They're getting them there through the beautiful women. And then they go missing and you're paying $25,000 to be able to go and torture someone. If you're like a rich American. Yeah. Cause the price goes up depending on what nationality you want, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. And so they're staying in this creepy hostel, which is where all the torture goes on. And so the yeah. second half of this film is essentially a big escape. You know, they're taken, um, they're tortured, and then they try and get out and, and yeah. live their lives. Have you backpacked through Europe? Um, I haven't backpacked per se. I've been to Europe. Um, more specifically, I had a bit of a home base in London, and then I would do little train trips to different places to to and from. So I, I, yeah, I've been to Holland, and I've been to I've been to Paris and a, a couple of other places, sort of. But my but my base was in London because my sister lives there. Did you have any experiences like this? <laughs> oh no, no. I'm just curious. That's not a setup. Not a, well, why? No, what have you got? What do you no, think I found? I so I remember my uh -oh. first time in the red light district, mm. and I remember thinking, uh, watching Hostel as a because Hostel came out when I was 14, and that's probably when I first saw it. And I was like, there is no fucking way that there are just women in the window. I remember thinking that, and then I went to Holland, went to the red light district. And there is a very and there is very distinctly that when you go to the red light district, there are women in the windows and they are finger gesturing for you to come <laughs> on in. That actually, and I remember immediately thinking of Hostel at that point, like, oh, that actually does happen. That's not just a thing that happened in a movie. Oh, oh. is that dog in the window? Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> Sick fuck. <laughs> are a fucking idiot. I don't like that. <laughs> That's what you are. You're a fucking idiot. There's some things in this movie that I don't understand. I just want to okay. talk. No, let's talk through it. Let's overall. talk through it. So when one of their friends goes missing, the murderer sends a photo of the yeah. guy to... Old school flip phones too. Yeah, to, to the people that they're friends with. Yeah. And it says sayonara because he's there and he's gone missing with another Japanese tourist. Yeah. Why would he do that? doesn't make any sense. Well... Uh, so my understanding of that, were they, the, the, the interesting part I remember watching it back was Oli made, that's his name, right? Oli. Yeah. 
He made the most sense to disappear first because he joined them on the trip, right? Yes. Like he wasn't a mainstay. Yeah, from Iceland, and, I think. And these these very strange European people that they're with in this in this town, uh, I, I'm it said felt that to me felt calculated. Like he makes sense to go first. But why would they send the photo? The photo makes no sense. Why would you take a photo of someone who you've abducted and tortured and then send a photo of them looking fine saying sayonara. Well, I guess that's their way of going, well, maybe you won't be suspicious if we do it this way. Right. So they want you to think that they're doing it of their They've own done it volition. of their own volition. They've gone, you know what? I, I got to leave. And that's why- But why, why would a guy from Iceland say sayonara? But then they didn't buy it, right? They didn't buy it the first time. So when he initially, when they initially get the message, the guy's like, this makes no fucking sense. This, mm. He just wouldn't do that. Mm. And then- they send a picture to another woman who's staying at the hostel and it's of her friend and him and it's effectively saying, bye-bye, we've left together. We've gone together. To try and make it more believable. See, that I actually didn't find to be that much of a plot hole. I remember one thing I always remembered about Hostel and it's one of the reasons I suggested it to you is I liked the rationale never felt completely fucking dumb like it often does in horror films. Like that part actually didn't feel like that much of a plot twist to me. And it's a, it's, a, it's a great idea. Like I actually really like the idea mm. of being able to go to a town and do whatever you want. That's kind of the premise of this. Yeah. Anything goes in this town. Also pre-iPhone era too. So like you can't send a video message of what you're doing. You had to send like a really low res shitty fucking res yes. thing on your Motorola or whatever With a little was. Japanese message that says sayonara. Sayonara. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, no, 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 that's necessary. Okay, sorry. Here's, so this isn't a, well, I mean, it is a plot hole because it makes no fucking sense to me. So there's, <laughs> there's a, a group of young boys running around. Yeah. Young, and they're called the Bubblegum Gang. The Bubblegum bubble Gang. Bubblegum. Sorry, kid. Uh, give him some. What are you doing? These fucking kids are dangerous. <laughs> And it makes absolutely no sense that everyone's scared of these children because these children, to my mind, the bubblegum gang, sounds like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? What is that about? It's never explained. There is no sense in that. They just love bubble. Do you know what? Can I tell you something that's actually really funny about that? That is... Those kids in that film, that's probably our first proper taste of, like, the pitch black comedy that Eli Roth loves so much. It's almost a signature of his cabin fever. It gives you that real taste of how dark he can go with humour. Yeah. I, th I think that's your first taste of it in Hostel. These bubblegum kids, like, you got to give them bubblegum or they will beat the shit out of you. Like, and they, and they won't fucking hold back. Like, they will murder you. They're coming. They're coming. They're, they're, <laughs> they're coming for your bubble gum. There, oh, there is oh. other hints of comedy, and it's a bit more physical. But there's a scene where who's who's being tortured, and there's the ball gag in the mouth. That's Jay Hernandez. Yeah, right. So that's that's the first scene I think that's really graphic because he's got oh, the ball gag so in his mouth, and then someone's got a, a chainsaw. Right? Yeah, but he starts vomiting. And he goes, he's going to die because he's going to choke on his own vomit if I don't remove the ball, the ball gag. gag. So he removes the ball gag. Yeah. Um, but then he gets a chainsaw to keep torturing him. But he slips, he slips on the ball gag like it's a fucking banana peel. <laughs> and all of a sudden, see you later. And that begins, that's the beginning of the, that's the, start uh, of the escape chase. sequence. Yeah. yeah. So there is a little bit of... 
like physical comedy yes, there as there well. Yes, there is. There is. And, 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 and I mean, it actually sets it up quite well because it's not like he just boom, slipped on the ball gag. He slipped on the ball gag that was covered in vomit. Mm. You know what I actually found interesting about... So, Jay Hernandez, he's listed as the lead, but watching the film, he plays Paxton. Watching the film for like the first time and even re-watching it now... I would have thought Josh would have been the main character. The, you know, the, the nerdy dude who was crying over his girlfriend. Yeah. They sell him as the main character yes. almost for the first hour of the film. It's just the setup of every horror film, isn't it? Literally. Someone who's sad and who needs, you know, a bit of... And then when he gets picked off, and mind you, that scene's quite awful when he gets picked off. When he, the, 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 the guy from the beginning of the film um, meets up with him again and we find out that he's actually a torturer, hence why he's so fucking creepy. Yeah. And he really does treat Josh quite cruelly in terms of he gives him some hope that he's going to let him go yeah. and then cuts his fucking Achilles. <laughs> so when he gets up, he's, half his leg just explodes. That's an excellent idea. I really like that, actually. <laughs> Someone fucks you up, go for the Achilles. Exactly, go for the Achilles, man, because then they can't walk. The graphic nature of this film, and it promises that, you're right, from the from the opening from the titles. Go, yeah. Uh, and it takes about half the film to start to deliver on it. Were you, you grossed know out? Know that it. there's a setup when it start, when it kicks like because when it gets violent, it like almost is relentless. Yeah, I was uh, the the two parts that really grossed me out were the vomit with the ball gag. Yeah, that was fucked. And then he uh, Paxton comes in uh, at the end with a there's a woman whose eyeball is yeah, hanging that out scene is she's getting tortured rank. and he needs to cut it off and then all this pus, pus. oozes out and that's the most fun so like yeah. you, I, I think you just become numb to blood and gore in yeah. these kinds of films but when there's those like when there's pus and when there's vomit, mm. it's almost so disgusting. Yeah, you're adding a whole new element to it. It just cuts it. through. But and then there's so that scene. Those yeah, there's great. that scene as well that I remember feeling like, uh, is when the bubblegum kids fuck up the the uh, the guys who are chasing him at the end. The bubblegum kids fuck up these guys and they cut they like their skulls get caved in yeah. with rocks and like you see their skulls go ooh, ooh, ooh. like there are some legitimately like. Eli Roth does The camera just holds on that. Holds. He does not fuck around with violence, bro. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the escape scene in general from a logistics point of view? Yeah, I know. You were talking about this last week. I just got one of the smartest escape sequences I've ever seen. It's not smart. And it does because it is like something you do. So he puts on the the clothes of the torturer, essentially, so the cape and the mask, and then he hides under one of the corpses on a trolley that's getting wheeled out. And so it's a really intelligent way It feels like he does all the right things, especially the part that I actually liked the most was when he calls the guard in. Mm. Uh, so he can shoot the guard and take him out before he leaves the room. Yes. yes. Like, there's just a couple of things he does in that sequence that make me go, okay, he's not a dumb shit, and this wasn't written by a dumb shit. I think also what is done really well in this film is it it feels like something that could happen. It does. You know what I mean? It does, Like, it's not really out of the realm of, of possibility. And I think... Slovakia were pissed off about it. They because were. They're, they're really set up as like this heinous 
place where all of these horrible things go on. Yeah, and it's quite and a beautiful country. And after watching this yeah. film, I'm like, oh, I probably wouldn't go there, yeah. to be honest. It's not worth the risk. Come on. And so I think that is what makes it so creepy as well. You believe that if you're travelling around on a boys' trip, you know, someone could be drugging you, someone could have these ulterior motives in a setup where you are getting paid or, or people are paying to, to torture. Exactly. Now, the last scene in the film is arguably the... It, it, when I first watched this film, I remember thinking that this was just the cherry on top of the cake. Um, Paxton, his character, gets away. Yep. But on his way, he encounters Mr. Creep again mm. on the train, hearing him having the same conversation that he had with them at the beginning of the film to another passenger. Follows him off the train and quite brutally murders him in a bathroom, but he does it in the way that his friend was murdered. Mm. What do you think of that? I watched a version where that didn't happen. No fucking way. Is that the uncut No fucking version? way. Yeah. I must have watched the- What happens at the end of yours? He abducts the kid and the train leaves the station. Holy fuck. Dude. There's only an implication of something happening in that bathroom stall. Have I got my parental guidance on? Dude. You didn't watch the right film. No, I did watch the, well, you right, watched the right film. film. You didn't see the right ending. Does the does the Asian woman whom he whom he rescues does she jump in front of a train? Yeah, it's not like the Disney version, man. No, that's like, what I'm, no, but, but like, yes, that's what I'm, she jumps in I'm front trying of to figure out where the difference happened. So in the uncut, or I guess the I've never seen another version, so that's interesting. So they both go into the bathroom at the train station and then walk out, and it's implied that something's happened. Oh no! And then he takes the kid, dude. OG. Straight up really fucking up, murders him. Straight up like he drops one of the, you know, the card with the dog on it. Mm. He drops that under it. He goes to pick it up, goes, oh shit. He grabs his hand, he grabs his tie, fucking cuts his hand, cuts his two fingers off, the ones that he lost. Jumps into the stall, drowns him, lifts his head up so he can see his own reflection as he did with Josh and slits his throat. Then walks out, gets a train and he's gone. That's how it ends. But the kid doesn't show up. There's no kid in no your kid. version? What'd you rent it on? Like, oh, yeah. did you go to a site? Like ABC Kids? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the best place for it. Yeah, I rented mine on Apple. What? I'm, yeah, that's curious. Okay, I'd suggest you that watch That sounds the, like a great ending. I'd suggest you watch that ending. sounds absolutely fantastic. I'd suggest you watch that I ending. I think regardless, ending... Uh, ending your, your ending or my <laughs> fairy tale ending. <laughs> I probably prefer to be honest. Um, it's a great movie. <laughs> so Yay! I've been left satisfied. I'm two for two, baby. You're two for two. I'm two for two. You know what? I thought, I actually, honestly, seriously thought you were going to tear that movie to pieces. I was very shocked to hear you not do it. I think it's good. You know what you're getting yourself in for. You're not thinking it's high art. No. You're not thinking it's like Cinema Paradiso, which will be your next film. Oh. And it's Italian, and I don't want to hear any complaint. And yes, it I has know about. Yes, I know about Cinema Paradiso. It gets brought up a lot in lists and things like Beautiful that. Beautiful piece of do you cinema. Know do you know why I've One always... One of the best films of all time. Hey. 8.5 on IMDb. Do you know why I've always avoided it? The reading. time. It's like almost three hours long. It's not. It's two and a half. It's, bro. You want to make a bet? I'll bet. I reckon it's like two hours 50. Maybe I've been watching a different version. <laughs> I was going to say, you've got to figure out your versions, young man. Subscribe to. <laughs> All right. We'll do it same time, same place next week. Thank you, Bryce. Looking forward to it.